What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So today, we're going to talk about the clown world and the shit show extraordinaire that is happening every single day. And I'm going to tell you about a possible 200,000-year-old man-made structure found in Oklahoma in 1969. Now, if this structure, quote-unquote structure, is truly 200,000 years old and man-made, that means the timeline we've been taught since we were children is just a bunch of bullshit. So, but before we get into this super cool man-made structure that's 200,000 years old, we're going to talk about the shit show clown world. So check this out. August 23rd, 2021, the FDA did a review of the Pfizer COVID vax trial. 21 died in the vax group and 17 died in the placebo group. So that's 24% more deaths for the jabbed. And it's kind of just basically lining up how we're seeing a 20% excess mortality rate overall. It's like every country is seeing that. Well, every country that has these jabs rolled out. And now the FDA has approved Moderna for literal infants when there's a whole list of countries that have banned it for their citizens, especially young people and males. But somehow Moderna just got this shit approved by the FDA for literal babies. What the fuck is going on? And a few days ago, I believe it was June 13th, United States Congressman Sean Caston's daughter died in her sleep. And yes, she was fully vaccinated and boosted. So I think people are just going to keep trying to pretend like nothing's going on. We got fucking Justin Bieber with his safe and effective shot making it so he can't open his eye. How many more people need to die before the pitchforks come out? Before we round these motherfuckers up in a square and execute them. Now, obviously, I got to do the fucking don't go out and kill people. But I mean, come the fuck on. This is all about money and they're sacrificing children now. All in the name of the mighty dollar. Makes no sense to me and it sucks for the people that either had to get the shot because they would lose their job or the people that were talked into it but didn't really want to do it, but they did it. And the ones that are just completely brainwashed and don't see all of these adverse reactions and excess deaths as connected to the shot. It fucking sucks. I get it. We had a listener write me an email a couple of days ago. I won't say his name, but Big T out in San Francisco. He sent me a letter just kind of describing the reaction he had. And he's very lucky he didn't die. He just, he was stuck in the hospital for a couple of days. They did all kinds of tests on him. They said he wasn't having a stroke. They said he wasn't having a heart attack, but he was fucked up for a few days. Like really sick, you guys. And he had the Johnson and Johnson shot. So it's like these adverse reactions are happening with every single brand of shots. It's fucking people up. And I hope Fauci and Pfizer and Moderna, all of these dirty little greedy motherfuckers are eventually held responsible. If not now, maybe in history, 50 years, people will look back in this and call these people mass murderers. They need to be held accountable in some way, shape or form. And now for a little rando change of subject time. Check this shit out. Obama is going to install a 2,500 gallon commercial grade propane tank in his Martha Vineyard's estate. Huh? 
What? This tank is going to cost him $75,000 for the installation and filling it up. Uh, what? What is, what's going on? Does Obama know something we don't? Fucking propane tank that large? What the fuck? I mean, there has been reports that there's going to be energy grid problems, blackouts, rolling brownouts. But a super handy $75,000 propane tank will definitely keep all of his shit on. Too bad uh, nobody else can afford some shit like that, so we just all have to suffer through no electricity. Whatever. It's just really strange, and he had to go and get it approved through like his homeowners association there, and they approved it, and this is what they said. We've never had a private propane tank come to us, said select board member Michael Donnarumma. Noting a private resident's propane tank is typically a fraction of the quantity being requested. If you're not familiar with propane tanks, that is absolutely huge. Like I said, commercial grade. So I don't know, let's keep our eyes on the Obamers and see what other prepper shit they get installed. Now check this out. This was quietly admitted by the U.S. Department of Defense the other day and mainstream media crickets. So the U.S. Department of Defense finally admits to operating biolabs in public documents and it says there are 46 U.S. military-funded biolabs in Ukraine. And this article has been archived because people keep deleting shit and try to cover it up. But uh, wasn't it, what, fucking a couple months ago, Mitt Romney was threatening Tulsi Gabbard for suggesting the U.S. was funding biolabs in Ukraine? It's fucking crazy. Everybody that said anything about that, when that first started to trickle out, you were called a conspiracy nut job, your shit was fact-checked or just straight-up deleted from whatever platform you had posted it to. I know one of the first accounts that started talking about these bioweapons labs on Twitter was suspended, and then their account was deleted. That's actually where I got my information, and at that time, we'd only found 11 biolabs operating right on the border of Russia and Ukraine. I mean, come the fuck on. Wouldn't you be kind of pissed if some psychopath had these oh, I don't know, fucking biological weapon labs in your backyard. I completely see why Russia got their panties in a twist. Now, just to get a little more specific with these fake as fuck fact checkers. So February 27th, 2022, Ella Lee, who is an opinion checker for USA Today, literally wrote this fact check, false claim of US biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russian disinformation campaign. Uh, what, what happens to the fact checkers? Nothing, absolutely nothing, because everyone just kind of forgets and moves on. And it just keeps on happening and happening. Now, let's move on to some other bullshit. Uh, I'm sure most of you heard about Nancy Pelosi's husband getting arrested out here in like Napa area in California. I mean, I got his mugshot. He looks pretty fucked up. His eyes are all bloodshot. But dictator Newsom, his nephew, was able to call CHP and order them to drop the charges. Again, this is the second time this has happened with Pelosi. This is some crazy ass rich people justice. It makes no sense. And basically everybody's already stopped talking about it. It's like they are skirting the law. They're doing the rules for thee and not me bullshit. And nothing happens. It happens repeatedly. But I guess while everyone's still asleep at the wheel, they'll just fucking pull whatever they can. So now we're going to move on to the newest and latest, greatest fucking virus going around, monkeypox. 
So check this out. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Director Rochelle Walensky says that the virus that causes monkeypox is not airborne. But I keep seeing these little whispers that they're going to try to bring back mask mandates to fight monkeypox. Get the fuck out of here. Every time I'm walking down the street or I'm driving and I see some asshole in a mask, I just want to fucking scream. And they'd be like, hey, can I show you all these studies that say masks don't work? Can you do a little bit of your own research? I mean, I say this all the time and it's absolutely true and it's so important. You can't take anything at face value. You have to do your own research. If something seems a little off or fucked up, it might be. So check it out for yourself because that's the only way you're going to know what's up and you're going to know what kind of tricks these fools are trying to play on us. So please, for the love of God, do a little bit of research. Dig in at least a little bit. It fucking will help you in the end, I promise. So now we're going to move on to the farce that was January 6th. You know, the quote-unquote storming the Capitol fucking LARPers? That whole thing. Well, apparently, the rotunda doors at the U.S. Capitol, which weigh 20,000 pounds, each had to be opened from the inside. They're secured with a magnetic lock and a code. So that means someone had to actually put this fucking code in there to open the doors for these dumbasses being led, led in there by feds, basically. And there's hell of people still in prison over this shit. It's just like nobody wants to like look into that, like who the fuck opened the doors and why are there, there all these people that are arrested are basically being treated as political prisoners because that was not them trying to fucking kill all the dumbass politicians in there. That was a bunch of misguided people being led by feds to fuck shit up. And they bought it, hook, line, and sinker. I remember the day after this shit happened, I was recording. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? What happened here? What went wrong? <laughs> Dude, it's like feds are infiltrating every type of quote-unquote patriot group. So don't even fucking join those things because I guarantee you there's a fed sniffing around waiting to get you fucking wrapped up in a fake kidnapping plot or a storming the Capitol plot. Just don't even fuck with it. Another interesting fact about January 6th was Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law, Michael Vos, who has a background in film production. He had a selfie taken with that dumbass, uh, <laughs> the QAnon shaman. Well, his actual name is Jacob Chansley. And apparently he's a failed actor. And uh, Nancy Pelosi's boy there too? Come on. It was a setup from the start. And all these quote-unquote investigations and hearings that they're doing right now, it's not going to show that. The fucking FBI won't even admit how many of their fed boys were in there leading the crowds around. So it's just more bullshit. More of the same stinking bullshit. Now we're going to move on to some Canadian news. So check this out. Trudeau's minister, Marco Mendocino, said repeatedly that police asked for the Emergencies Act to be used. And now the police are saying they did not. They're saying, nope, that wasn't us. So this fucking guy lied. I'm sure he's not supposed to be lying under oath or in his fucking little chambers or whatever you call it in Canada. But, I mean, he's just going to be able to slide. Nothing's going to happen to him, of course. And it was kind of funny, fucking Justin Trudeau tested positive for COVID again. Why does it seem like the people that have got the jab are getting COVID way more than the unvaccinated? It seems very fishy, and you think that would get people's brains turning, thinking, digging, but unfortunately it's not. 
Now check this out. I spoke about the mass shooters that are fucking going around all on antidepressants and going crazy and shit. I came across a story that was written back in 2018. Check this out. Do you guys remember the Pulse nightclub shooter? Well, his daddy was an FBI informant up to the month of the shooting. I, I guarantee you it's just a coinkeating though, right? I mean, did the FBI know that Omar had planned to go shoot this club up? Were they aware? Did they help him plan it? It's just every single time there's a mass shooter, it keeps coming back to the FBI knew about them or the FBI had been in touch somehow. But let's just forget about it. It's all just a big call, winky dink. And I'll check this out. This is a kind of scary. So two out of three people in the United States live within 100 miles of the border, whether that be with Canada or let's say the ocean or Mexico. Most people are within 100 miles. So check this out. Feds can enter any building 100 miles from the border without a warrant or justifiable cause. So it's making me think, are these uh, Miranda rights and our fucking constitutional rights against unreasonable search and seizures? Is this all about to go out the fucking window? I mean, all they have to do is mobilize fucking border cops and they can do all the dirty work. They won't have to go through the legal ways of getting a search warrant through a judge. But think about that, you guys. Two out of three people live within 100 miles of a border somewhere. And yes, the borders with the ocean count as a border. So border control can come fuck with you. So now we'll be moving on to the section I like to call people who need be strung the fuck up. So two Idaho poachers have been banned from hunting and possessing firearms for killing a golden eagle. Apparently, they're from Idaho's Treasure Valley, and they were only put on probation, and they were fined thousands of dollars after they pleaded guilty to killing an eagle and several hawks, which are both federally protected under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So this asshole's name, asshole number one, Wyatt G. No of Eagle, and Colton R. Ferdinand of Boise, both pleaded guilty on March 24th. What the actual fuck why are you shooting eagles and hawks i mean i think any fucking anyone over the age of five knows you're not supposed to be fucking shooting eagles and hawks it's dumb motherfuckers like this i tell you man so let's just have a little brush up on our fishing game laws the migratory bird treaty act prohibits killing capturing trading selling or transporting protected migratory bird species without prior authorization from the u.s fish and wildlife service now I don't know. I don't know if these two fucking idiots were just drunk or bored out in the fucking backwoods. I don't understand how they ever thought this was a good idea. Let's go fucking shoot a golden eagle. Too bad they're not getting animal cruelty charges and having their dumbasses thrown in jail or prison. And a little side note, if you were wondering how much the fines were, Ferdinand paid $3,800 and no paid $3,000 to Idaho Department Fishing Game. <sighs> it's not enough. So let's move on from the clown world shit show and get into alternative history. Archaeologists like the mainstream ones say some of the oldest structures have been around since 4800 BC. And there's even a couple little outliers that say some of these structures are 7,000 years old. But the alternative history buffs, the alternative archaeologists, say they found a man-made structure that was 200,000 years old. And it's probably one of the most controversial discoveries ever found. So it's called the Oklahoma's Ancient Mosaic Floor. 
And like I said earlier, some people speculate that it's 200,000 years old. And this particular mosaic isn't the only ancient thing found out of place. I did an episode a couple months ago on a book called Forbidden Archaeology by Michael Cremo. And this guy spent like seven years going through primary and secondary sources to find objects that were found that should not have been found there. So like way deep in the Earth's crust where rocks are like a million years old, they find a skeleton, stuff like that. So this is kind of what people are saying with the Oklahoma ancient mosaic. If this turns out it's 100% true, they would have to rewrite human history. And I don't think the mainstream wants to do that at all. As a matter of fact, I think they wanna protect their narrative, usually at all costs. But let's get on to the discovery. So June 27th, 1969, workers began construction along the west side of Broadway extension, north of Northwest 122nd Street in Oklahoma City. They had dug down around 2.75 feet, and then all of a sudden they hit a hard surface. They thought it was just, hey, maybe it's an unusual rock formation. But as they dug down a little bit further, they became convinced this was a man-made mosaic floor. Now, if you're wondering what the hell a mosaic floor is, don't worry, I'm about to explain right now. So it's basically a picture or pattern produced by arranging together small colored pieces of hard material like stone or tile or glass into some sort of like decoration. It could be like a scene of animals running. It could just be weird colors and shapes. But basically, like I said, it's just arranging small little pieces of say tile together on the floor to create a larger design. So author David A. Ferris describes the floor as the following. The formation appeared as a massive mosaic floor comprised of precisely cut stones that had been painstakingly fitted to create a distinct diamond pattern. The smooth stones were also set along perfect parallel lines pointing east. No clues were found though to indicate which culture had built the foundation, but at the same time, it was discovered that there was a stone hammer in the area. They're assuming it was just left behind by the prehistoric craftsmen who made the mosaic. Problem is, there was no items found that could be tested for carbon-14. So its age, just like its builders, are totally undetermined. So a guy named Derwood Plate, who was a geologist who studied the site, told the Daily Oklahoman, whether it was man-made or not, we simply don't know. But he continues, considering the vertical cutting of the hammer-like object and the symmetrical design of the diamond shape formation, it's improbable that this occurred in nature. Hmm. Now let's get an opinion from a mainstream Dr. E.W. Howry, and he's from the University of Arizona. He walked the formation, examining it from different angles, and then kneeled down for closer inspection. When he was done examining it, he proclaimed to the audience that, quote unquote, this is a natural formation. There is no apparent trace of man's influence. Now check out another strange find in Oklahoma. In 1948, Frank J. Kenwood found an iron pot embedded in coal. They say the coal came from the same area as the wall in the coal mine. So when they carbon dated the coal that the pot was found in, it was estimated to be over 300 million years old. 
So that is kind of throwing the whole human timeline off as well. There's a lot of shit out there if you actually look for it. I did an episode on a classified Soviet doc that kind of just like described the beginning of Earth. And they corroborated a lot of the information that was in that book, Forbidden Archaeology. But the classified Soviet doc was written in the 80s and Forbidden Archaeology came out in the mid-90s. The problem with trying to research a subject is archaeologists will literally get blacklisted if they start coming out and talking about items that are out of the timeline. So it's extremely hard to investigate. But if you want to read the full article describing the Oklahoma mosaic floor, go to howandwise.com. They've got pictures up there and they even have pictures of the old timey newspaper where they're talking about it after the initial discovery. And How and Wise actually has hell of random crazy mysteries up there too. So go check it out. So now we're going to move on to President Brandon News. The Florida woman who found Ashley Biden's diary in a quote-unquote halfway house is under FBI investigation for selling the journal in which Ashley Biden, President Brandon's daughter, recalled showers with her dad and said that's probably not appropriate. And there was other stuff like her sex addiction or drug addiction. But apparently, Amy Harris, the woman who found it and sold it, is under investigation for selling the diary after the president's daughter left it behind at a Palm Beach halfway house. Previous reports had claimed the Bidens reported it stolen in an alleged burglary, but that was a bunch of bullshit. Ashley just left it behind. I guess what they're trying to do is, because she sold this book and it wasn't her property, they're going to try to fuck with her. I mean, shouldn't they be investigating Hunter Biden and all of his child porn bullshit on his laptop? Not some woman who happened to find a diary that belonged to Ashley Biden. She didn't steal it. She found it. But now the FBI is literally investigating her. So I don't know if you guys even heard about the diary, but let me give you some excerpts from it. Ashley wrote, I remember having sex with friends at a young age, showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. And she wrote that in January 2019. So apparently the woman who found the diary brought it to a Republican fundraising event and sold it for $40,000 to Project Veritas. There was all kinds of strange entries. I mean, I don't know what President Brandon did to those kids, but they were all fucked up. You don't really hear much about Hunter Biden's child pornography or sex trafficking or drug use. They're just sweeping it under the carpet, which reminds me of something else being swept under the carpet. The fucking FBI has video recordings of powerful adult men raping children, which were confiscated from the Epstein residence. They haven't been charged at all. And now, apparently, Jiz Lane's lawyers are trying to get her sentence reduced because they said she had a hard upbringing. She was ignored by mommy and daddy. And that's how Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Get her to participate in the sex trafficking of children, the raping of children, and passing these children along to their disgusting little friends. And it's like the FBI has had these tapes for years, years now. You don't even hear about it. The fucking world was obsessed with the Johnny Depp trial going on and completely forgot about Jiz Lane and all of the people in her black book and in these tapes and pictures. Everyone's just kind of forgotten about it. So it's going to be some more rich people justice bullshit where they're not held accountable. 
I just can't believe this is acceptable to anyone, but especially the American public. They're just like, okay, rich guys can fuck kids. It's all good. I don't know. It's like clown world extraordinaire. So I figure it's about time for a little JFK assassination conspiracy theory. And it has to do with Jeff Bezos' grandfather, Lawrence Preston Guys. So Guys was a senior administrator at the Atomic Energy Commission, AEC, in the 50s. And in 1958, Guys was one of four original founders of the Advanced Research Projects Agency, ARPA. They later renamed the agency to DARPA, added the little D for defense in there. Yeah, totally. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, what does Jeff Bezos' grandpa and fucking old school DARPA have to do with the JFK assassination? Well, check this out. In 1957, NUMEC, that's N-U-M-E-C, was formed, and they were the first commercial producers of weapons-grade uranium. NUMEC was granted a license by the AEC, and the company began producing weapons-grade uranium for the U.S. nuclear forces. Most, if not all, of the fuel-grade uranium needed to produce the weapons-grade uranium came from the U.S. Navy's field production facility. The discovery of a disappearance of 300 pounds of weapons-grade uranium in 1965 from the Numac plant in Apollo, Pennsylvania, was then known as the Apollo Affair. Somehow, 300 pounds ended up in Israel's nuclear weapons program, and they were able to confirm that after Israel did their first test in 1968. So JFK, here he is coming into the picture. He was adamantly opposed to Israel having nuclear weapons. And a lot of people think this is what got JFK killed. Now, the Mossad may have gotten their hand on this material to make a nuke, but they didn't steal it. The amounts involved and the technical requirements to keep the whole thing a secret required more than just a handful of Mossad agents. Huge stores of missing fuel-grade uranium would need to be accounted for, as well as waste and interim chemicals to refine low-grade uranium into high-grade stuff. So what we're thinking is the Mossad likely bought the weapons-grade uranium, which means the U.S. military industrial complex sold it to them. So they're kind of just putting that all together. You know, JFK was against a lot of fucking bullshit that's going on today. He didn't like the CIA. He wanted them taken care of. But he just did a lot that, I guess, made him some really powerful enemies. And denying Israel nukes is definitely a legitimate reason or a legitimate conspiracy theory as to why he got assassinated. But I just kind of thought it was interesting that Jeff Bezos' fucking granddaddy was involved with the AEC. It seems like Jeff Bezos kind of like rolls under the radar a lot of the time. But if you dig, there is some definite fishy bullshit in that guy's background too. And it's just kind of a nice old coinkydink that he happened to be one of the original four founders of DARPA. You know, the people that funded Moderna that had the fucking gene sequencing of the Kabobo virus before anybody else, like a couple years ago, they had it registered. All of these slimy motherfuckers are interconnected in one way or another. I mean, I think that's how they survive. It's kickbacks and blackmail and bribery. It's just that to the umpteenth level. And they're all fucking involved. Now, while we're talking about shady shit and JFK, check this out. I think I've told you guys this before, but it was the CIA who weaponized the term conspiracy theory to discredit anybody that questioned the Warren report. 
prior to the Warren report, the conspiracy theory term didn't have such negative stigma attached to it. So, I mean, they did a pretty good job because now it's fucking, what, oh, I don't know, 60, 70 years later. And anytime somebody throws, oh, you're the conspiracy theorist, you're crazy, you're a nut job. As soon as they throw that into the conversation, you pretty much know the conversation has ended because they're not going to truly listen to what you have to say. They can just take that term, put that label on you, discredit and discount anything you have to say. Sucks, but that's the way it is. But thank you, CIA, you bunch of bitches. So check this out, guys. This is kind of just hitting the wire now. Biden administration to launch online harassment task force. The task force will make recommendations that include, quote unquote, a focus on the nexus between online misogyny, radicalization to violence. So, wow. Okay, an online harassment abuse squad. Get the fuck out of here. So apparently Vice President Kamala Harris will be joined by survivors and advocates when she kicks off the national task force which will be charged with developing recommendations for state governments, online platforms, schools, and other public and private entities within the next six months. They're saying that the task force aims to address the growing problem of online harassment and abuse, which disproportionately targets women, girls, and LGBTQI+. (laughs) What the fuck is the Q and I? Anyway, people. So check this out. The creation of the panel, which President Brandon will establish by executive action on Thursday, comes after the mass shootings that the feds totally had absolutely nothing to do with. It's just more ways they're going to try to censor people. You know, I'm not saying fucking go harass people and be complete dicks, but it's the internet. I mean, fuck, what would these people have done in the early 2000s? Do you remember the what? Do you remember the internet in the early 2000s? Like, no fucking rules. Anything goes. It's just going to set a precedent for more censorship, for taking away free speech. And let me fucking tell you something about free speech. Look back in history and any motherfuckers that were trying to take that right away from people were never the good guys. Just fucking check it out. And it's happening from all corners now. The internet, big tech is after it. Politicians teaming up with fucking Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. You guys, it's fucking bad. That's all bad. Free speech is basically what our country is founded on. I mean, I just saw in England, they arrested, actually arrested some cop who was talking shit about the George Floyd protests and George Floyd himself. He actually got arrested and he's serving a prison sentence. He lost his job. All over some dumbass posts on WhatsApp. They're saying one of the more disturbing posts was a picture of someone kneeling on a mat and it had the face of George Floyd on it. That to me sounds like a fucking bad joke. You're going to get 20 weeks in jail. So yeah, they said he sent a series of racist memes. Now he's lost his job and he is going to serve 20 weeks in fucking British prison. That is just the start, you guys. Sure, that's a bad joke and you shouldn't be fucking saying fucked up shit, but you have to look where the precedent is being set. If they do this now over bad humor, just fucking wait a few years and you're not going to be able to speak out against the government at all. You're not going to be able to speak out against the woke narrative without losing everything. Now, obviously, I'm not saying it's cool for cops to be racist and send racist fucking messages to other people. But to arrest this guy and have him serve a prison sentence, I mean, he's going to be barred from ever becoming a police officer again. 
And I don't know. I think that's a very slippery slope and it's impeding free speech. It was extremely distasteful, but that's like the thing. Free speech is there to protect ugly speech, speech you don't like and speech that makes you uncomfortable. It's not so you can talk about some fucking flowers and a fucking forest hike. It's so you can say fucked up shit and get people to think. It's all under attack though, guys. So that is about it for this week. Before I get out of here, I have to thank our top downloading states. Tennessee's in the lead with California behind them and Ohio. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for downloading and listening. Let's just talk about, oh, Germany, Australia, Canada, and the UK. You guys are my top four international listeners, and I appreciate you guys listening. Shoot me a line at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you want any of the documents I talk about, if you just want to say what's up, or if you have an idea on something I should cover. So you can try to find me on Instagram at Vanished Athena. My shit's so shadow banned is fucking beyond belief. Or you can go over to Reddit. I have my own sub over there, and it, the sub is called Vanished in the Valley. So that's about it, guys. I just need to remind you to always be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.